From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast here on a daily basis and downloading the episode. We have a super stack show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about last night's NXT, last Monday's Monday Night Raw, and we got the news and notes from around the wrestling world. So there is a whole lot to talk about. But before we do, I want to remind you to follow me on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow me me on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and follow me on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and make sure you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube page. You don't want to miss out to all the cool shit on YouTube. Make sure you leave a like, comment below, all that good stuff. You know what, what all those YouTubers be telling you to do. I, I guess I'm going to fit right in and tell you to do it also. But like I said, all my fans from all over the world, we are riding strong here in the Wrestling DeLorean. Thank you so much for riding with us on a daily basis, y'all. You bring me into your morning routines and it is so appreciated thank you so much we have a lot to talk about so without further ado let's get into this super stack show right now we have a lot of news to talk about now i'm gonna be a hundred percent transparent with you they say in order to have a top podcast a successful podcast you got to have consistency now i wish the podcast was a lot more consistent than it is right now. I want to be doing this every single day, which up until the last couple of days, I've been doing it Monday through Friday, every single day. And I love the format that we have, but the problem is not the format. The problem is just the equipment that I got. I got to make sure that I fix up my equipment because right now, you know, I, I've been having some technical difficulties, but we're not going to dwell on that today. It's sounding nice and crispy. So we're going to go on and we're going to have another really good episode of the wrestling DeLorean podcast. Want to thank everybody for their patience. I want to thank everybody for riding with the wrestling DeLorean on a daily basis. Thank you so much for all the support and bringing me into your morning routine. You know, you could be listening to this podcast on your way to work. You could be listening to this podcast at work. You could be listening to this podcast if you work from home in the background. You know what I mean? But whatever you do, just make sure you download the podcast and support because I'm a wrestling fan just like you. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I think I bring different to the table. I don't think that I'm a part of the business. I'm not one of these smart marks. I just am a fan just like you. If you enjoy something, odds are I enjoyed it too. If you thought something sucked, odds are I thought it sucked too. And I'm going to talk all about it here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. You know what I mean? We got a lot of uh, other cool stuff that we're going to try and be pulling off soon. You know, we got more interviews that I want to be 
having here. You know, we already interviewed Homicide. We interviewed Vince Russo. We interviewed Nick Gage. We're going to do some more collaborations with the Dirty Heels podcast. We're going, we're going to do this the right way, you know what I mean? And I just want you guys to know that this is my baby, and it's never going to go away. So if you ain't, you know, riding with the wrestling DeLorean, you better ride uh, what was the saying? Run from us? Well, what did ANX used to say back in the day, Ring of Honor? If you ain't riding with us, you better run from us. Some shit like that. You know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, news and notes. There's a lot of stuff that was not talked about last week because of all the attention given to CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch, and everybody else that came back. So a lot of the news and notes was not talked about. We're going to talk about it here right now. First of all, it was announced that it is official that Ric Flair will be in attendance for NWA 73 at the Chase, which is in St. Louis, Missouri, the 73rd anniversary of the NWA. It's only fitting to put to have the guy who put the NWA on his back back in the 80s and took it to national levels. The NWA was the before WCW was a big thing. The NWA was the number 1 competitor to Vince McMahon in the WWF and it was mainly due to Ric Flair the Four Horsemen their feuds with Dusty Rhodes the Road Warriors their feuds with the Midnight Express the Rock and Roll Express you know the NWA being around for so long and now in this new resurgence that they have with uh, the champion being Nick Aldis for over a thousand days with the leadership of um, Billy uh, Corgan it's 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 really cool to see them still around and for them to remember their roots and bring in a guy like Ric Flair for this 73rd anniversary. Really, really happy. Extremely proud of them. And I'm just really excited to see Flair back associated with the NWA. It is announced that September 16th, Vice TV will be returning with Dark Side of the Ring the second half of the third season. Some really interesting topics going to be going down on, well, starting September 16th on Dark Side of the Ring. I'm really excited. If you don't already, make sure you tune in to Vice TV's Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, it's one of the greatest wrestling documentary shows, docuseries. I, I enjoy every single episode. I learn so much from every single episode, and it's just really deep stuff that they talk about. You know, this season, the second half of this season, we're going to be talking about the plane ride from hell. We're going to be talking about FMW in Japan, XPW. We're talking about the steroid trial. We're talking about Bruiser Bedlam. It's going to be insane uh, how many crazy stories that they have for the season. And it's going to be a real good watch. So make sure you tune into Dark Side of the Ring. Last week, before the CM Punk debut, Roman Reigns made some comments about CM Punk that a lot of people were talking about. He was asked on an interview if uh, CM Punk was ever a top draw, to in which Roman Reigns said he wasn't. He said that he wasn't a draw like him and John Cena were. I'm going to read you the quote by Roman Reigns. The quote that has a lot of people talking is, quote, CM Punk was not as good or as over as John Cena or moved the needle like The Rock. Now, this had a lot of people discussing whether he was or he wasn't. In the end of the day, I think his debut on uh, AEW Rampage past Friday definitely showed that he is a needle mover. Their their ratings, which I was going to talk about later, but I'll bring it up right now. They went from 700 plus thousand from the week before to 1.129 million this week. 
And during the CM Punk segment, they were reaching 1.3 million. So to say that CM Punk is not a needle mover, I mean, shit. Uh, maybe, all right, so he was comparing him to John Cena and The Rock, right? Saying that he's not as over as John Cena and The Rock. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, Rock in his prime during the Attitude Era was getting massive ratings. John Cena in his prime was getting massive ratings, right? But when CM Punk was in his prime in the WWE, he was the number one merch seller. You know, he he flipped the wrestling world on their ass with the pipe bomb. So I, it's an interesting topic. But for Roman Reigns to go out of his way to come at uh, CM Punk, a lot of people think that this is something personal between CM Punk and Roman Reigns. CM Punk a couple months ago said that Roman Reigns was the best thing going on WWE television. So I don't think there's something personal between the two. I think that Roman Reigns was kind of playing into the gimmick a little bit. You know, he he is a heel now. So would you expect him to be respectful during these uh, interviews? I I, I don't see that. Like, I I could see why he kind of played up the heel role. But then again, on the other side of it, if he's a heel and he's feuding with John Cena, why would he compliment John Cena? I don't know. It's very interesting. What I do know is Mick Foley did stick up for CM Punk. He put out a tweet saying that CM Punk was... Well, let me just quote the tweet. This is by Mick Foley right after the Roman Reigns interview. The tweet said, CM Punk was damn good and damn over. With one interview, he changed the course of the wrestling business. He had great matches with a wide variety of opponents on a nightly basis. When slash if he returns to wrestling, he will once again be damn good and damn over. I agree with uh, McFoley, but also, I mean, Roman Reigns didn't say that CM Punk wasn't good. He didn't say that CM Punk wasn't over. He just said that CM Punk didn't move the needle like John Cena or The Rock. So, I, I mean, I know McFoley's friends with CM Punk and he wanted to defend him, but he kind of, you know, jumped out the window there defending CM Punk when there wasn't really much to defend. I mean, Roman Reigns did not say that CM Punk wasn't good. He didn't say that he wasn't over, just not as over. But in my opinion, Roman Reigns should have never even commented on it because two nights later, CM Punk debuts for AEW and he's the most talked about guy. Coming out of the weekend that we had with SummerSlam and Rampage and SmackDown and Ring of Honor's uh, Glory by Honor pay-per-view, NXT TakeOver, a lot happened. But coming out of a massive weekend, we're talking about CM Punk. We are not talking about Roman Reigns versus John Cena. We're talking about CM Punk. Now, yes, that was his initial debut. We'll see if the crowd sticks with him for... I don't think they leave him. CM Punk was over from the moment he stepped foot in the WWE to the moment he left the WWE. CM Punk was always over with that crowd. So he just became a megastar when that pipe bomb happened. But to say that, you know, oh, well, even even with uh, what's called Mick Foley saying with one interview, he changed the wrestling business. Yeah, that he did. But it wasn't just that interview. He, he's not a one trick pony. He's not just good on the mic. I remember when he debuted for the ECW brand and there was literally signs in the crowd that said, I paid to see CM Punk. I remember when he cashed in his money in the bank on edge, that crowd went ballistic. I remember when he was the top heel with the straight edge society, he had the people eating at his hands. 
I remember when he was feuding with Randy Orton going into WrestleMania 27, and they were in Chicago. That crowd refused to boo him. They were all behind the heel CM Punk. And that was during a time period where he was the leader of the Nexus and not really that big of a star in the WWE or not being portrayed like a star, but he was over. So, I don't know. I think that CM Punk is going to remain to be over. I don't care if he's seen every week on AEW. I think that this is a turning for AEW and he will continue to be a star for AEW and bring a lot of eyes. And, you know, he's going to prove that he's a needle mover since everybody wants to use that term right now. Oh, is he going to move the needle? Can he move the needle? I say he does. Anyway, also in the news, WWE announced a multi-year merchandise deal with the MLB. There's going to be WWE-inspired merchandise for the MLB, which is really, really cool. I really like that. Uh, the uh, It says the belts, there's going to be belts accessories featuring the logos of 30 MLB teams around North America. The line will launch in 2022. WWE touted how this is the first official licensing agreement for the WWE title replica belts between a company and a major United States sports league. The deal will see WWE and MLB collaborate to design and manufacture team-branded replica titles and replica titles to celebrate MLB's jewel events such as the World Series, the All-Star Game, and the Home Run Derby. There will also be custom side plates with unique Lucha Libre masks, which is really, really cool. I, I really like... The whole, you know, merch, uh, merchandising, merchandising, is that even a word? I don't even know. I like the whole merchandise co-working partnership with WWE and MLB. I'm going to move on because I can't talk right now. GCW announced that they're bringing in Minoru Suzuki for four dates, upcoming dates. The legendary Minoru Suzuki will be in the United States and he has some really good matches lined up for him. It's going to be Minoru Suzuki versus Homicide at get lost a lot in New York City. It's going to be Minoru Suzuki versus Red Death Daniel Garcia, who we've been seeing on AEW television. He just made evented the biggest rampage in AEW history against John Moxley. And two matches to still be announced. Minoru Suzuki is always a jewel to watch. So if you can go out of your way and buy tickets to GCW's Game Chamber Game Changer Wrestling and watch Minoru Suzuki live in the United States, because it is a rarity. You're not going to see him often, and this might be the last time he's in the United States. So make sure you go out of your way to check that out. It is now being announced that Adam Cole is officially not only done with NXT, but has still yet signed a contract with the WWE. So he is no longer with the WWE starting Friday. Now, from now to Friday, he could sign with the WWE. We could see him show up on SmackDown. We could see him show up on next week's Raw. But at this moment in time, Adam Cole is a free agent and will probably be testing the waters in the free agent market. And I don't think he'll be testing it long. I think if he does decide to leave the WWE, I think it's a no-brainer. He joins AEW, the number one company outside of the WWE today. All the buzz with all the debuts. He has his freaking fiance there. He has his good friends, the Young Bucks there. I mean, it would be a no-brainer for him to go to AEW. If Adam Cole does go to AEW... You know, once again, people bring it up. Is he a needle mover? Is he a needle mover? Well, he was in NXT, so we shall see. I mean, he was a needle mover for Ring of Honor. He was a needle mover for NXT. For So for everyone saying, well, he doesn't really move the needle. Well, I mean, he has everywhere else he's been. So why would you doubt that he won't do it in AEW? Adam Cole is 
one of those guys that is reliable and a complete package. Now, everyone's like, oh, he doesn't have the size. So this is what I don't get with wrestling fans, right? You fault Adam Cole for not having the proper size, but you fault the WWE for getting rid of smaller guys and wanting to get bigger guys. That don't make no goddamn sense to me. But I mean, hey, that's, that's just wrestling fans in general, right? Adam Cole, I'm really, really excited to see what Adam Cole does going forward. And I guess we'll have more of a clear picture coming out of this weekend because, I mean, he very well can debut on Friday for SmackDown. Or he doesn't debut for SmackDown, he debuts for AEW. We'll see what happens, right? But it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be getting into more CM Punk news. If I haven't talked about CM Punk enough, we're going to be getting into more CM Punk news. And we'll be talking about comments made by the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion Booker T, who may be the only guy in the wrestling business who thought that CM Punk's debut for AEW was a swing and miss. So we'll be talking all about that when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody in the wrestling world right now is praising AEW and praising CM Punk for the debut that he had this past Friday on Rampage. It's the talk of the wrestling world. I'm almost a week in and I've been talking about him every single day. And even, you know, the most biggest AEW critics who've been cynical about the product since AEW's inception even had great things to say. <clears throat> Jim Cornette about CM Punk's debut for AEW. One man who thought that this was a hit and miss was Booker T. On his Hall of Fame podcast, he said it was a swing and miss. 
I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but we're going to talk all about it right now. Now, when you want an opinion from someone in the wrestling business, who better than someone who won the title five times in the WCW, who won the title in the WWE, a guy who has a plethora of experience. Booker T is somebody that you could say is definitely a reliable source. When you want opinions about wrestling, who better than a Hall of Famer like Booker T? But that doesn't necessarily mean I have to agree with everyone's opinion or a Hall of Famer's opinion. You know what I mean? I'm sure Hulk Hogan has a lot of opinions that I don't agree with. So we're going to talk about this whole thing that he mentioned on his podcast about CM Punk because he wasn't too impressed with the CM Punk debut on AEW this past Friday for AEW Rampage. Now... Whether you like CM Punk or you don't like CM Punk, you got to admit he had the people eating at the palm of his hands. He had the people talking. He's the most talked about person in wrestling right now. So, yeah, I mean, it was a success. Like I said, even people like Jim Cornette said that this was better than what he would have done. It was extremely well done. I mean, how much more could you have asked for? From CM Punk. Well, supposedly Booker T had a lot he could have asked for. Because he was not impressed at all. Now, before I get into my opinion of what Booker T said. I'm going to give you the complete quote of what Booker T said on his podcast. The Hall of Fame podcast. Which is a great podcast. Check out Booker T's Hall of Fame podcast. Quote from Booker T. Here we go. CM Punk is back, man. And I got a chance to witness the return of CM Punk. I really did. I don't know. You guys out there that are big AEW fans, you guys agree to disagree with me. But me, I'm always telling it like it is. Y'all know that. And I'm going to tell it like it is on this one right here as well. I want all the listeners, I need you guys to challenge me on this one. I'm begging you to challenge me and what I'm talking about. CM Punk came back and had 10 full television minutes to go out there and make his point as far as CM Punk being back. He had the perfect crowd to be able to go out there and really, and I'm talking about having a party up in the United Center, but CM Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about the WWE. That right there was just a total miss as far as I'm concerned. He struck out. I can only imagine The Rock had... That same 21,000 in Miami, Florida, The Rock would have talked about every landmark in Miami and that everybody in Miami frequented. He would have had those fans going crazy with excitement, but CM Punk chose to talk about the WWE and that nine minutes went back so slow when it could have been a party going on in the United Center. Brad Gilmore, Booker T's co-host, not only agreed with Punk's promo being lackluster, but he felt that the moment itself was big. Booker responded and said that he wouldn't even be thinking about the other side of if he was making his comeback, adding that Punk missed a moment in front of his hometown crowd. Then Booker T continued, quote, I'm saying from a perspective to where I'm making my comeback, I'm thinking about the other side. That's a totally... 
Wait, that's totally a place that I wouldn't even be going. As well as you talking about how that moment started out on the rise and after the music stopped playing, the rise just started going down. It never came back. That moment for you, I get it. I understand that by my point, this is the moment once the bell rings, the bell rings after the music stops as far as I'm concerned. I just don't think CM Punk delivered the way he could have as far as a promo goes because I don't feel the promo. I felt that a guy talking about WWE when you're talking about WWE and when you're talking about the other side, only thing you're doing is giving those guys airtime. Of course, I know that AEW will be eating that up, but for me as a professional that's the last thing that I'm going to be thinking about The other is the other side. I'm going to be thinking about the here and now. Like I said, I could be wrong, but I just think he missed the moment there in front of his hometown with over 20,000 people in attendance. End quote. So a lot to unpackage there. I personally think that CM Punk couldn't have came back without addressing why he was gone. CM Punk couldn't have came back without saying why he walked away from wrestling in the first place. Now, we know he said it in uh, interviews and stuff like that on podcasts, but still, he had the obligation to talk to his fans that were there for him. Make no doubt about it. Yeah, they might have been AEW fans, but the United Center was sold out with three weeks notice on the rumor that CM Punk was going to be there. They were there for him. If they were just buying a ticket just to see CM Punk and there was no matches on that show, I'm sure there would be no complaints. Because that crowd was there for him. He had to address it. He had to address the elephant in the room. But he didn't take 10 minutes to talk about it. Book, what were you watching? He mentioned it briefly. I couldn't go back to the place that got me sick in the first place. He never mentioned the WWE by name. He never mentioned the WWE's politics. He never mentioned Vince McMahon. He never mentioned anything that he had a gripe about in the WWE. He said he couldn't go back to the place that got him sick in the first place. Then he said... The only other reference about WWE, which he doesn't even mention, which spoke volumes because he didn't mention them. He's choosing not to dwell on it. He says, I left professional wrestling August 13th, 2005, and on August 20th, 2021, I'm back. So in what way, in what way did he spend 10 minutes talking about the WWE? I don't think Booker T saw the promo. I think Booker T may have saw highlights. One, the promo was a lot longer than 10 minutes. The whole shit was like a 20-minute segment. So, Book probably didn't see it. But to have an opinion like he swung and missed, how? It's the most talked about thing right now in professional wrestling. That crowd was going crazy. It was one of the highest rating shows for AEW in the history of AEW. Mind you, also at 10 o'clock on a Friday. 
and why you had the returns of Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar and SummerSlam, and you had NXT TakeOver, and you had Ring of Honor Glory by Honor, Night 1 and Night 2. Everybody's talking about CM Punk. Not once did he mention the WWE by name, and I thought, if anything, CM Punk more than anything, did not mention the WWE because he wanted to make it known that he doesn't think that the WWE is actual professional wrestling. So when he said he left wrestling in 2005 and he returns in 2021, I mean, you could assume what you want, but that's not spending 10 minutes talking about the WWE. Oh, talk about the here and now, what I'm going to be doing, what CM Punk didn't do that. How didn't he do that, Book? He mentioned that he's going to be here on Dynamite. He mentioned he's going to be wrestling at the pay-per-view. He set up the storyline and his in-ring return against Darby Allin. So he did not set up for the future? He just spent the whole time talking about the WWE? Book, you obviously did not see the promo. You did not see it. Because that opinion of yours is wild. Now, everyone's entitled to your opinion, but that is wild, bro. He talked about the here and now. He talked about what he's going to be doing in AEW. And he didn't mention the WWE by name. So, I don't know what you watched, but that is not how I saw it. And that's just my opinion. But speaking about the WWE, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the WWE. We'll be talking about Monday Night Raw, which I saw as a good show. Definitely is taking steps in the right direction. I'll tell you my opinions on it. And we'll be talking about NXT. I'm not going to give full show rundowns. I'm just going to be talking about what I liked from it and my opinion of the show going forward. So we'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to get into Monday's Monday Night Raw and last night's NXT. WWE is, I guess, in an influx of change right now. And as, you know, some things suck, there's also things that are good. I'm just going to talk about my opinions on everything right now. So let's get into the WWE's Raw and NXT. Now, for the last couple weeks, I thought Raw was a decent show. Nothing to write home about. Um, There's definitely still hits and misses. I am going to talk about the positive before I talk about the negative, just because I don't want to be one of those guys that just shits on them and that's it. So I'll talk about the positive. Some things that I like, you know. I, I like RK Bro a lot. A lot. Very entertaining, right? Randy Orton and Matt Riddle just have a special chemistry with each other. And I think that it's going to lead to a good title reign. But also, we do know the end game is probably going to be Randy Orton turning his back on Riddle. And we have a Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton feud. I mean, Randy Orton's a snake. He's a viper. He's the apex predator. So, of course, I could see this leading to a Randy Orton heel turn. I mean, at this point, Randy Orton has more heel turns than... Big show, but yeah, I mean, if you if you think that Randy Orton and Matt Riddle is not going to be a feud down the line, you're, you're wilding, right? I don't see this being a tag team that doesn't feud with each other. Every team that Randy Orton's ever in becomes a feud. You know, Randy Orton feuded with Edge after Team uh, Rated RKO. He feuded with Evolution. He feuded with Legacy. So it's like, of course, right? But for right now, like, you know, and when that comes, like, that's going to be exciting stuff. But right now, like, I'm just enjoying the ride with them versus uh, AJ and Omos. We had a really good main event between Matt Riddle and AJ Styles, which for the second week in a row, we had a really good match between the two. AJ Styles loses this match with Matt Riddle. Really, really interesting to see how they're going to book AJ Styles going forward because he loses the titles. He loses. There's, there's not much for AJ Styles left to do in the WWE, you know. So how do you keep that fresh? I think that uh, another positive is where they're going with Bobby Lashley right now. Bobby Lashley looks like an absolute monster. I really did like the tag team matchup. I like the inclusion of Damian Priest with the main event guys. It elevates the United States champion. I like the whole place where they're going with Sheamus and Bobby. If Sheamus does become a face and Bobby stays as a heel, Sheamus and Bobby Lashley would be a really good, hard-hitting, smash-mouth matchup that I would be all over. Sign me up for that. I would love to see that, right? My biggest fear with that is they're going to be incorporating Goldberg again because I highly doubt Goldberg watches his son get the hurt lock and then does nothing about it. 
Bobby Lashley attacked a 15-year-old boy, the son of Bill Goldberg, and Goldberg's just going to go away. So I'm a little scared that they're going to include Goldberg somehow again, and guys like Sheamus and guys like Damian Priest will not be getting title shots at the pay-per-views because Goldberg needs his rematch, right? They left that door open for that possibility, and that's the only thing I'm a little scared about because I would really like to see Sheamus versus Bobby Lashley. Another positive that I got to say is... My mind was changed about the women's division. I think that the uh, title reign of Charlotte should be good. But Charlotte's feud with Nikki A.S.H. has been proven to be a real good feud. Ripley, really good with them. I enjoyed their SummerSlam match. I hope that this whole Alexa and Charlotte feud that we may be possibly getting, I hope that we do start moving away from Lily and the whole voodoo bullshit and the possession shit and the little girl prancing shit because I think it's time to bring back the old Alexa. I think it's time to bring back the old Alexa. I think it's time that we stop with the whole Lily shit. You know what I mean? I just want to see... Like, I'm all for good characters. But the key word there is good. I I don't think Lily and Alexa is over that's my opinion I mean I don't see that being a long term thing that they run with so I don't know how they're going to do it but I'd say start moving away from that Alexa versus Charlotte should be good but yeah I mean some things that I don't necessarily like I don't like the direction of Drew McIntyre now Drew McIntyre was At this point last year, the top guy on Monday Night Raw. But now he is being pushed like a top guy. He just doesn't fit the bill. You know, he's too too WWE-like, if that makes sense. And I know this is the WWE, right? But Drew McIntyre went from the Scottish psychopath to the Scottish warrior. Like, come on. You already have a Celtic warrior. Now you got the Scottish warrior trying to channel his inner Braveheart. Come on, man. You couldn't just have a badass who just took people out like he was. We needed to gimmick him up a little bit. Have him walk around with a sword and a kilt. Like, even if that's his idea, Drew McIntyre was a lot more over when he was the Scottish psychopath. You know, when he, he didn't need a reason for wanting to just come in and knock your head off of your shoulders. Now he tells his little backstage stories. You know, I do this for this and that and this. And it's like, it, it's not the best thing. So so what I'm trying to say is, it's like, you have a lot of good wrestling. And then you have a lot of childish bullshit going on. So I, I brought up the question last week, who is Raw made for? Who's Raw catering to? Is it the children? Is it not? I mean, I know you have a little bit of both, and they are putting good wrestlers, but the gimmicks are a little, you know, they're a little outlandish. I'm all for a good gimmick. I'm all for a good character. But superheroes, possessions, and Scottish warriors are not good characters, in my opinion. But, I mean, what do I know, right? I would just like to see 
a guy like McIntyre get more of a killer instinct like he had, I would like to see Alexa Bliss maybe... You know, you don't even have to kill the gimmick with her. You you just have to take a different route. Because her being possessed by the doll and winking at the doll and the doll winking back, like, that type of shit is not... You know, it's not doing much for me. But I don't know. I'm not necessarily sure if it's doing much for anybody. So even if you want her to have this darker gimmick gothic gimmick whatever you want to do why not try to tweak it a little bit you know tighten the screws a little bit you can have the alexa playground and all that other shit but i think my problem is the doll i'm not even mad at the doll you can have the doll you can have her walking around with the doll but when the doll's winking at wrestlers mid-match in obvious fake pre-taped shit that they took before the match and just put it in the match it's corny I don't think anybody likes that type of stuff wrestling should not be corny I think that we need to give more of an edge to Nikki Nikki Cross needs an edge she's almost a superhero and then she loses the title and the next night she's standing in the ring smiling all happy. The same thing I had a problem with Kofi Kingston about when he got squashed by Brock Lesnar on the very first Fox edition of SmackDown. Homie was all smiles next week. Why? You lost your title. Almost a superhero, so you're smiling? Well, how about you be almost a supervillain and you want to get a little edge? Like, I need Nikki Cross to have an edge. She could have the whole superhero gimmick the hell are you smiling for you lost your title shouldn't you be a little upset shouldn't you be a little mad you don't even want a rematch you'd rather team up with Rhea Ripley than get a rematch against Charlotte why wasn't Nikki Cross the one to confront Charlotte so you don't get a title rematch now we don't got rematch clauses in the contracts anymore everyone else does I don't know it didn't make much sense to me as for NXT, now I've been wanting to talk about this Nick Khan interview on Ariel Hawani's show on BT Sports. Nick Khan was interviewed and one of the big key quotes during the interview is what he said about NXT. He said that we're definitely going to have an overhaul of NXT. We're going to have a new look, new feel. He said, we don't want one style of competitor, so the indie style is not going to be the only style we want to have. A new feel, you know, whatever works for the WWE, right? It was announced, well, it's not announced, but it's being rumored that two of the top heels in NXT is going to be Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunne, which, I mean, I guess Pete Dunne resigned with the company because his contract was also up after SummerSlam. Which is good, because Pete Dunne is a real great competitor, and I think he fits in NXT. But something that I have a problem with in NXT is it's going to be quite the identity crisis. I mean, Samoa Joe does not match anything that they were talking about wanting. He doesn't match the 6'5", 250 pound of muscle. He doesn't match the under 40 he doesn't match any of that, and he's their champion, which is cool because, I mean, I'm a huge Samoa Joe fan, right? So, yeah, but then when you look at it, it's like then you're going to implement all these changes. Now, 
I enjoyed NXT last night. I enjoy the whole thing with everyone gunning for Samoa Joe's title from Kyle O'Reilly to Pete Dunne to Johnny Gargano to to Tommaso Ciampa to Timothy Thatcher and Ridge Holland. I, I enjoyed that, right? I enjoy everything they're doing with the Hit Row and Legato del Fantasma. That was one hell of a match. I enjoy it. I love the Cameron Grimes Million Dollar Champion shit. I, I'm a fan of all that. My biggest fear is when they implement these new changes, when they implement this new look and feel of NXT, where do these guys fit in? Does a Tommaso Ciampa take a back seat for a younger guy who may not be as talented as he is? Does a Timothy Thatcher or a Samoa Joe take a back seat? I mean, I hope not, but according to Nick Khan, this show's going to have a whole new feel in the coming weeks. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. And you know I'll be talking about it here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. I hope everyone stays safe, stay strong, stay healthy. Make sure you tune in tonight to AEW Dynamite. We have a stacked show. I say we like I'm a part of it, but I'm not. But CM Punk will be appearing for AEW. Chris Jericho will be appearing on today's show. It'll be Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy. We're going to have some trios matches. MJF is going to have a match. It's going to be a really stacked show for AEW. So make sure you tune in. TNT, 8 o'clock Eastern. AEW Dynamite. Don't want to miss out on that. Of course, we'll be talking all about it tomorrow. Starting next week, I'll be bringing back all the classic wrestling stuff. There's just been too much to talk about on this podcast of bringing all those classic stuff to talk about. So we're going to be going back in time and going down the timelines of the wrestling world once again starting next week. Just this week is just so much newsworthy stuff to talk about. So have a great day. One love. Thank you for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Download the podcast. We appreciate you guys. Love ya. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 